good Thursday evening. Broadcasting to you live from the most powerful city in the world. It's the Sideline Junkies. Thursday night throwdown. Yes, indeed. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Stepping in this thing. Trying to, you know, get a little little, little things out. Uh, get some content out. But we got news to share. We got a lot to talk about tonight. So I say let's go ahead and get it done. And we're going to start off in the NFL with the biggest news of the day. The Philadelphia Eagles have agreed to trade quarterback Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 first, uh, second round pick, which could turn into a first round pick if Carson Wentz plays 75% of, uh, 75% of Indianapolis's offensive starts. Um, <laughs> Man, I, I think the Eagles got fleeced. Let's just say that. Because all you're getting back for all the money you paid Carson Wentz, all the money you paid him, and if I'm not mistaken, he was still owed $56, 59000000 uh, I don't know what it is, but he was owed some some bread. Uh, let me get this right. Let me get this right. Because when they signed him, uh, towards ACL, okay, fifth-year option, he signed a four-year, one hundred and $28 million extension back in 2019 with $107 million guaranteed, keeping him under contract through the 2024 season. Uh, bruh. Indianapolis got over very well. And they took and pretty much got Carson Wentz for uh, peanuts so <laughs> indianapolis has put themselves in the running because they were on the cusp last year uh but they've put themselves in the running without spending a whole bunch of money to get carson wentz they put themselves in the running to be one of the top teams in the afc uh here's the problem the eagles rookie head coach you got uh carson wentz um gone you have jalen hurts as your starter i'm sorry i'm i'm kind of talking in circles i'm trying to pull up my every time i have an article pulled up not once does it ever stay pulled up while I'm doing this, but you got Carson Wentz gone. Jalen Hurst is starting. Okay, you got a rookie head coach, all new coaching staff. In my opinion, in my honest opinion, this is not because I'm a Washington fan. This is because I'm a realist. Philly's going to be a bottom dweller for at least two seasons. And it's not going to be the fault of the players or the coaches, but they got to, you know, gel together. You don't gel overnight. So they're going to be the bottom dweller. I, I'm going to say they're going to finish no better than six and ten the next two years. If they finish better than six and ten, more power to them. But and 
best friend just checked in lady c it's a total rebuild yes it is it is but i don't what i don't want to hear it's a lot of things i say i don't want to hear and i don't want to hear no jalen hurt slander come the 21 season oh hurts ain't this hurts ain't that and you got to have weapons around you to be successful so i don't want to hear no hurt slander i know what's coming now in indianapolis uh Wentz going back to any going to Indianapolis, he's back with his mentor. He had his best seasons. And I said this. His best season all under Frank Wright. After Frank Wright left and took the indie job, that offense sputtered. Frank Wright is the reason why they won a Super Bowl because he could plug in Nick Foles for injured Wentz and they could roll. But they gave Doug Peterson all the credit. And Doug Peterson let Frank Reich walk. I understand Frank Reich deserved a head coaching job. I understand that. But I don't care. He would have been my highest paid assistant. I don't care if he was making more money than me. But I wouldn't have let him walk out of Philadelphia. And Lady C chimed in. You're going to hear it much as you hear about Tua and Burrow. But, I, you know, two and Burrow, I don't hear no slander about Burrow. Everybody, you know, says he's a complete quarterback. So that, that that's crazy if anybody has anything bad to say about Burrow. Tua, they talking about trading him to uh, Houston. And what's crazy is you trading him to Houston thinking you're going to get Deshaun Watson straight up. It's not going to happen because that's not talent for talent. So, it's not happening. And speaking of Deshaun Watson, how is he sitting back looking at this right now? They don't want to give him the opportunity to go and play anywhere else. He's not on a trading block is what Houston is saying. After this man has put in his proverbial two-week notice and said, I'm not playing for you guys. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Pretty much is what he said. And you're going to say, well, we're not going to trade him. But everybody that needs a quarterback is starting to go out and get their guy. And Deshaun Watson is like everybody's getting traded. And guys are getting traded for peanuts. And Deshaun Watson can't even get out. I mean, he's going to have to ask for his unconditional release. He's going to have to do something. But, uh... Yeah, it's not going to go down the way he wants it to. And I, I feel bad. I feel awful for uh, Deshaun Watson. I feel awful for him. I really do. Um, I just, he in a bad situation. I hope that he gets out of it. But the, the 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 teams he can go to are starting to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Can't go to the Rams because they just got Stafford. Can't go to the Lions because they just got uh, golf. Uh, possibility, I know it's not going to happen. It's a long shot. Russell Wilson for Deshaun Watson, straight up. Rough, uh, but not going to happen. Uh, him coming to Washington. Washington, they want too much to come back. So Wash is not going to get into that. Uh, who else we got? 
Jacksonville is uh not in the running because they are in you know tank for Trevor. That's what they did, so they got him. Miami's not going to be in the running. Um, Lady C says they're going to try to label him as difficult. Of course. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna say something that's not gonna be liked, but I don't give a shit if it's not liked anyway. If that was any other quarterback, and there's plenty of quarterbacks that have forced their way, either on draft day, or during their contract, that have forced their way out of situations. And Eli Manning on draft day said he did not want to play with the San Diego Chargers, who drafted him anyway. The Chargers knew they had to trade him. He struck a deal. He wound up going to the Giants. The Giants had drafted Phillip Rivers. They swapped picks. Uh, Eli didn't have no leverage. John Elway in 83 had leverage. The Baltimore Colts drafted Elway. And that was the beginning of the end of the Colts' time in, in Baltimore because they could not get Elway. They needed that star power. And they could not get Elway. So he said he would go play for the Yankees instead of playing for the Colts. Now think of what things would have been like if Elway would have played with the Colts when he was drafted by the Colts. Baltimore would have never left. There would be no Baltimore Ravens. There'd be no Indianapolis Colts because Baltimore would still have their team. But management, ownership, being... The people that they are, uh, they screwed over a city and ripped their heart out. I mean, Cleveland got a better deal when the Browns left because, you know, you're going to be inactive for a few years. We're going to find an ownership group, and we're going to bring the team back. They knew they were getting the team back. Baltimore never knew when they were going to get a team back. They didn't think they would ever get a team back. So, you know, they Baltimore had their heart ripped out because of a, uh, you know, not solely because of a quarterback that didn't want to play there, but, you know, it was management and they put bad product on the field because they didn't know what they were doing. But Deshaun Watson's going to have to force his way out of Houston. That's the point I'm trying to make. He's got to force his way out. He's got to do something. So, but Carson Wentz, and I'm saying it here now, Carson Wentz under Frank Wright, expect, expect a career year because he has Jack Doyle at tight end. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to go back and they're going to try to re-sign uh, T.Y. Hilton, where they're unrestricted free agents. Um, They can get Trey Burton back. He's an unrestricted free agent. T.Y., uh, who else you got here? Zach Pascal. And then you got some young bucks. Naeem Hines. Uh, their O-line. Quentin Nelson. Notre Dame product. Absolute monster on the line at guard. One of the best in the league. I think they're going to put some things together. And you're going to see. You're going to see what Carson Wentz is made of. And he is going to shock the world. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards. 30-plus touchdowns, i say about 15 INTs. There it is. I said it. I'm going to leave it at that. All right? Keeping it in the NFL, the 2021 salary cap. 
will be no lower than $180 million. Uh, it's a slight increase from last year, but this is the thing. It was supposed to be higher than that. This league's salary cap has grown since 2012, I think by 12 million every year, but because of the pandemic, everything's lower. So teams are going to be cutting guys to save money. They're going to uh <laughs> they're gonna be in the win now. It's not gonna be, you know, let's wait and see. Let's see how this guy pans out. Guys are gonna be coming in on two-year deals and, and stuff like that. Just to, so you can win now. It's all about win now, win now, win now. That's what everything is gonna be. So think about this. You don't have as much money as you thought you was going to have. You're going shopping. And you already know. I got X amount of dollars. Let's say you got $40 million to spend. You already know how you're going to spend that 40. Now, pretty much, yeah, the salary cap grew, but you anticipated it growing more. Now, really and truly, instead of that 40, you might have 31. You might have 29. You got way less money to spend now. It's going it's going to cash strap some teams. Now, the segue. The NFC cuts the NF, soon to be NFC free. Agent. These are guys that are going to get cut. Because of the salary cap. Um, Kawan short, J.J. Watt, A.J. Boye already been cut. Here's another round of players that should be cut very, very soon. Alshon Jeffrey. Malik Jackson, Marcus Goodwin, Deshaun Jackson, Nate Solder, Golden Tate, Jimmy Graham, Bobby Macy, Desmond Trufant, Justin Coleman, as Jim called him, the outlaw Jesse James, Chase Daniel, Kyle Rudolph, Cameron Brake, Super Bowl winning Cameron Brake. And not to not to even lie, I would love to get a hold of Cameron Brake here in Washington. Uh, Ricardo Allen, Allen Bailey, James Carpenter, uh, Kawan Alexander, Malcolm Brown, D. Ford, Weston Richburg, Preston Smith out of the out of Green Bay Packers. All potential, they their numbers are so high they're going to get cut. They 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 cap numbers. Uh. Surprise cut, Zach Ertz, Anthony Barr, uh, Chandler Jones, Jalen Smith. They say Landon Collins. It's a lot of money to cut Landon Collins out of Washington. And Alex Smith's on this list. That's a lot of money to cut these two guys. Uh, They're talking about John Bostic, uh, Robert Alford. You know, it's a lot of names on these lists. Some of them surprised, some of them not so much. But I don't see I don't see a lot of teams holding on to these big name players unless they renegotiate. They renegotiate those uh those numbers. We can have ourselves a, a, a team, but until then, nah. I ain't got it happening. So moving on. Uh 
not going to be here for a long time, just for a good good time tonight. Um, NBA All-Star Game. NBA All-Star Game. Jeez. The plans of what we looked forward to for NBA All-Star Weekend has uh, been altered. Now, here's the thing. It's going to be played in Atlanta March 7th, uh, 7 p.m. As of right now, LeBron James and the Durant, Kevin Durant, are leading vote getters. So they will pick from all star game, uh, all star players that have been voted in. Um, <laughs> everything's going to be in one day. There will be no all star weekend. Skills competition, three point shootout will be done before the game. The game will start. At halftime will be the dunk contest. That's your halftime show. And then the second half of the game. So we're getting deprived of the celebrity game, uh, sophomore rookie game, or USA versus the world now. Um, we're getting deprived of that. Uh, the festivities that go hand-in-hand hand with All-Star Weekend. Um, 20 years ago, I was a part of an All-Star Weekend here in D.C. Uh, one of the best All-Star experiences. I'm, I mean, it's got to be the greatest All-Star experience I've ever had in my life because it's the only one. So I'm just I, – I know what it can bring to a city. But we're in different times than last All-Star game. We're in different times because we are in the middle of a pandemic and the southeastern states or the southern states, period, are in a winter storm. And Texas is getting hit hard. Louisiana is getting hit hard. Those states are being hit very, very hard with weather that they're not accustomed to. So it makes everything difficult. And life has been altered in many ways the last year. And Lady C chimed in. She says it's a shit show here and here's in Louisiana. Yes, indeed it is. It's an absolute shit show. And I'm not going to get all political, but uh, some of these elected officials need to get their head out of their ass and actually serve the people. Instead of serving themselves, <clears throat> Ted Cruz. So uh, that, that that's my whole thing. But it's good that the, the NBA is going to try to go forward with this whole uh, All-Star Day instead of All-Star Weekend. Yes, we're getting deprived, but hell, we're still getting the All-Star game. But some of the players don't even want to play in this All-Star game because it doesn't feel it, it feels great. When you have uh, a crowd behind you, and that that that's what because this is a this is a show, All Star Weekend is a show, excuse me, that's put on for crowds. This is a uh, this is just different, just different. I don't want this to become the 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 the. 
the norm of life. Let's just say that. So um, we'll see how this pans out and, you know, how they'll try to be inclusive to fans. I mean, they could do something like uh, what WWE does with the Thunderdome, where you sign up for spots and, you know, you kind of can have the fan interaction there because you got the monitors and everything set up and it's just fans and everybody's watching the game. You're watching it from your laptop. You're watching it from your phone, but it's like you're there in the arena. So you can pretty much hype up the players and they start doing that for NBA games. It wouldn't be really bad. You know, big games that are on ABC and things like that. uh, ESPN games, you know, you, you probably have to rotate people out, but if you can actually be there, and you can you you can register for games like I can register for a Bulls game, and watch the Bulls play at the United Center. And I can sit there on my computer watch the game, but my face is in the crowd. I think the the viewership of NBA basketball would go up. Just my opinion. But uh, I'm I'm you know what Dario, come here for a minute. All right, we got. The young kid, the young buck, Dario, sitting behind the glass. I got to put him in real quick. Dario, All-Star Weekend, it's uh, gonna be, It's not even going to be a weekend. It's going to be a day. It's all in one day. All in one day. Now, I got you from behind the glass. I want you to tell the listeners your idea of how you could make All-Star Weekend better and your now this is not me coaching you this is you telling how you can make all-star weekend better with no fans um i think a way to make it better is by you know like how wwe does you know have the faces there you know have reactions and we can actually like the people can actually hear them you know because if it's not it's not All Star Weekend without the fans, cause like you need the fans for you know to have fun, cause All Star Weekend is all about having fun. It's not you know competition, just a t- time for the players to have fun. It's like a it's like a day off, you know, playing pickup, you know. And I think if they do it like how um, WWE does it, it'll have more people play and they can have you know more fun because that's what all-star weekend is about well sir i appreciate that that i can dig that because uh they actually went virtual and actually let me look at all-star game like that hell i'd be more inclined to, to to do the virtual part to actually beat it so um switching gears we're gonna talk a little mlb now, this is a story that if this don't tell you that your kids need to play baseball from the time they, they are born, and hell, if you can get them to play baseball while they're in the womb, it needs to be done. Fernando Tatis Jr. and the Padres agreed to a mammoth 14-year, $340 million dollar contract extension that broke 
pretty much every record. And he's only 22 years old. Now, most people will say he's not going to play the length of that contract. No, but guess what? He's going to get paid every single dime of that contract. He ain't got to work the rest of his life. That contract has to be paid out because MLB contracts are 100% guaranteed. That right there alone, it's just, it's, it's astonishing. It's amazing because he's got this type of bread. And I'm going to put it into perspective for you just a little bit. Where did I find it at? Ah, where did I find it? Oh, man, where did I find it? Bobby Bonilla. Now, 14 years from now is what? 20, that contract doesn't kick into next year, I think. So it's 2036 is what he plays that he plays in that contract through. Bobby Bonilla gets his last payment from the Mets in 2036. Okay. Every July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. So I'm putting that into perspective when I say baseball is where you want your kids to be. Every July 1st, Bobby Bo gets, hold on, let me get it right. Bobby Bo Nilla. (laughs) Bobby Bonilla hasn't played in the major league since 2001. It is 2021. So, since 2011, he gets paid approximately $1.19 million by the New York Mets. And they come every July 1st, 25 years. Tell me that is not the sweetest, shrewdest, most fantastical motherfucking contract you've ever seen in your life he ain't played in the majors in 20 years but yet he is still getting paid from the Mets that's crazy and now Fernando Tatis Jr is going to get paid 14 years now even if he doesn't play the length of this contract he's still going to make $340 million. And I don't even know the ins and outs of this contract yet. But they're not trying to let this cat go. mm. This is the, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this is the, 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 the highest contract in professional sports history. Um, it's the third lot. Nope. I'm sorry. It became the third largest MLB contract in history in terms of value behind Mike Trout's and Mookie Betts current deals. Um, I thought it was more. Hmm. I thought he had the tops, but maybe I'm wrong, but still 340 million dollars. That's amazing. I'm looking up. Mike Trout. Mike Trout signed a 12-year, $426 million contract with the Angels back in 2019. And who else did I say? I said Mookie Betts. Now, Mookie Betts did get paid. Mookie Betts did get paid. 
Mookie Betts. Uh, where yet? Where yet? Um, damn. Of course, I can't find it. I know he got paid. Where yet, Mookie? Where yet, Mook, Mook, Mookie, and Daryl. Most people don't understand. Uh, the name Mookie, man. I I, I want to name one of my kids Mookie. Bad. All because of Mookie Blaylock, man. Mookie Blaylock is the reason why I want to name my kids Mookie. But uh, Mookie Betts sound. Uh, he signed a twelve-year, three hundred sixty-five million dollar contract, included a sixty-five million dollar signing bonus. He did that back in twenty twenty last year. That's crazy. It's a lot. That's almost a billion dollars. Nope. That's over a billion dollars. 426, 340. And what did I say Mookie was? 326. That's over a billion dollars committed to just three players. If you listen to this, your kids looking to get into sports, put them in baseball. Get them every single solitary leg up that they can possibly get on anything. Hitting fielding uh hand speed everything everything because your kid can start making money while he's still in high school high school he can get drafted as a senior and pay his way through school because he's he's on a minor league contract which is absolutely nothing but money keep working hard move up to the majors all he need is one deal one deal he can get a deal for $75 million. He's going to get every penny of that $75 million. Whoo, boy. Whoo. Mm. I wish I would have known then what I know now. I, 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 I swear. I swear. So, I'm going to move on from that because I'm sitting here gushing over baseball players' salaries. And I don't see... Uh, the NFL making anybody's um, contracts uh, guaranteed, which they should. So I'm going to go ahead and move on. But um, last but not least, and I, I, I think, let me make sure I got everything off of here. Oh, let's jump back to the NBA. Uh, it's a report out that NBA stars are hesitant to do PSAs for the COVID vaccine. Uh, I can understand why. Now, I, I know we 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 kind of keep it sports and everything, but let's talk real life for a minute. You see this COVID vaccine that was rolled out very very fast. You know, I I don't know how much testing they did with it, and then you want NBA players to do public service announcements. Saying, oh, yeah, you should take the vaccine. Uh, quite frankly, as much as I love the NBA, hell, the NFL, the NHL, MLB, a uh, lot of different things. As much as I love all these sports, a sports star, I don't care if it's Michael Jordan. I don't care if it's Magic Johnson. A sports star. It's not going to influence my decision to go against my belief. 
And if people don't want to take the vaccine, you shouldn't have to go get celebrities, uh, former presidents, anybody to try to force them to take the vaccine. And I, you know, for a fact, in the black community, we are leery of quote unquote vaccines because of history. And what has history taught us? Look at the Tuskegee experiment. I don't have to go any further than that. Black men lied to, lied to, and injected with syphilis to see how it they, they, they reacted to it and everything. And, you know, they were not given treatment. This went on from 1932 to 1972, 40 years, 40 years of being a guinea pig. If they did it once, I mean, that's the thinking. If they did it once, what makes you think they're not going to do it again? That's where a lot of people's minds are. A lot of us are like that. And I say us because that's what my mind is. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'll continue to wear a mask. I'll continue to social distance because before 2020 hit, I was the social distancing champion. You know, everybody wants to compete in the games, but I'm in the Hall of Fame of social distancing. I didn't go to parties. I went out to eat. But most people, it depends on who you were. If you were on the sideline, junk, it wasn't Delonte, BJ, Jim, Junie, hell, even Allen. How many people could actually say that they've seen me face-to-face? Not many. Oh, Dario, put your hand down. You don't count. You live in my house. Broke best friend. Even Lady C chimed in. I don't like people anyway, so I'm good. You're damn right. So you want us to, you want NBA players to put their name on the line. You know, about a vaccine that a lot of people are having strange side effects to. You know, people are dying after taking the first shot. Some people are dying after the second shot. Some people are uh, sore arms. They have the chills. They have all the symptoms of COVID. I, I know people that actually came up positive after taking it. I'm talking like directly after taking it. Because, you know, you got to take the test first. You come up negative, And all of a sudden you come up positive after taking it. I prefer to continue to wear the mask, social distance, uh, wash my hands thoroughly, use hand sanitizer. I do all of that. All of that. Even when I'm at work, I'm wearing gloves. You know, I, they're not surgical gloves and not plastic gloves, but I wear gloves. I cover my fingers. I wipe down everything in my work vehicle before I touch it. Everything gets wiped down. That precaution, that precaution is what's needed. Now, you can't get mad at people because they don't want to take a vaccine. Whether it be religious reasons, personal beliefs, or they just like, hell, motherfucker. No, you can't be mad at people. You can't sit there and force them to take it. And in the black community, a lot of us are not taking it because we it's like. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. You can't get fooled again, is what George Bush said. But you already got me once. 
I'm not going to put myself out there to get, you know, get God a, a second time, whether it's on the up and up or not. I'm not going to put myself out there. And I understand why NBA players don't want to take part in that because they probably feel the same way. But you feel, you know, hey, they got power, they got influence, they got all this. I can probably, you know, quell a lot of people's fears by saying, hey, take this, this vaccine. But what they're not understanding is the, 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 the stigma behind it. And we're in a social media world. When they first rolled that vaccine out and they was giving it to people, you had the nurse that passed out. Uh, you had one where they were giving it to a politician and never took the cap off the needle. But one us to believe that they gave it to a politician. There was another one where the plunger was already down. And the doctor tried to make it look like he gave it to somebody. And people were picking this up because everything's social media. Social media is a 24-hour cycle. And everything that's posted on social media, especially something big as a coronavirus vaccine, it's going to be scrutinized. The videos are going to be looked at, poured over, and dissected. And a lot of people looked at those videos and say, okay, y'all are trying to get over on us. That's what y'all are trying to do. You're trying to pull a wool over our eyes. Now, it's a lot of other people on the other side that's like, soon as they release it to the public, I'm going to get it. I, it's a radio host I listen to here in D.C. He says as soon as he gets it, he's going to throw his mask away. But you can't. You cannot. You know, I've had people tell me, oh, I've been vaccinated. I don't, I don't need a mask. Okay, I have not. I, I, I refuse. I refugee. No, I'm good. But no matter how you feel, if you're all for it, no knock on you. But if you're all against it, no knock on you. That's your belief. That's your choice. That is the joys of being an American citizen. You have the right, you have the freedom to believe what you believe. I don't need an NBA player to tell me it's right or it's wrong. It's what I feel is right or wrong. Magic Johnson can come out right now and tell me, oh, if you get this, you become a billionaire. I love you, Magic. And I, I if you listen to this show, you know how I feel about Magic Johnson. That's my man. I wanted to be Magic when I grew up. When I was 10 years old, everybody wanted to be Jordan and Drexler. I wanted to be Magic. You know? But if he told me I was going to become a billionaire, nah, Magic, I'm good. I can't miss what I don't me- what I can't measure. Can't miss what I ain't never had. I'm good. Because that is my belief. And I don't, I, I, I said it earlier in the show, I don't want to hear no Jalen Hurts uh, slander. I don't want to hear no coronavirus vaccine, whether you on one side or the other, don't slander the other side. If you're not taking it, don't slander the side that's taking it and vice versa. Let people live their lives. Everybody's not going to make them the same decisions that you make, but just because they make different decisions than what you make does not make them wrong. That makes them free. If any one of the sideline junkies said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get that, vi- that, that, that that vaccination. Do you think I'm going to go to the boss BJ and be like, yo, he need to be fired, man. 
I, I can't I can't work with him. He want to take that dumbass vaccine and, and he, he going to grow an extra limb and, 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 and uh, 11 toes. I can't work with him. Nah. But I, I'm damn sure going to ask questions. How you feel? You all right? I mean, I try to check on my brothers as much as I possibly can. But if one of them took the vaccine, I'm going to check on them even more. Hey, you good? You straight? You know, you all right? Because I, I want to know the effects. Because it's going to affect everybody differently. But don't run out and do it because an NBA player says it's okay. Don't run out and do it because a millionaire says it's okay. Do it because that's what you want to do. Don't do it because that's what you want to do. Don't live your life for everybody else. And I just went on a whole rant. And I'm, I'm not even sorry. Because it had to be said. You want NF, uh, NBA players to do PSAs about a vaccine. About a vaccine. But uh, outside of COVID, we still have other uh, 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 diseases that need to be brought under control. And i like to see a PSA about cancer all cancers i like to see a psa about stds i like to see a psa about um drinking and driving drug abuse those are the psas we need because this generation of kids that's coming up every rapper that they listen to nine times out of ten for lack of a better term is a pipehead you know, I understand weed smoking. Okay. We grew up with Snoop smoking weed. And now look at him. He done turned that into a business. So has Ice Cube. I believe Dr. Dre's in the cannabis business. And it's legal. They, they, you know, they furthering it. And I'm not saying one drug is better than the other. But with cannabis, it has medical effects. I don't think crack has a, a medical effect. <laughs> I don't think Molly and Percocet well, Percocet possibly, but if you oh you take too much Percocet and Xanax, you can die from it. But that's what these rappers are talking about. You know, Percocet and Molly. I'm going to pop a half a pill. And Xanax this. That's the PSAs we need. Not about coronavirus vaccines. We need the PSAs about drug use. We need PSAs about domestic violence. And that goes on both sides because in this generation, apparently, the women don't know how to keep their hands to themselves, neither do the dudes. So we, we need PSAs on that because obviously, you know, they listen to whatever the rappers say, and then they listen to whatever the 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 the, the NBA and NFL players say. Start doing PSAs on that. But a PSA on a coronavirus vaccine, I'll pass. We got more pressing issues. How about you do a PSA about staying the hell home so we can get, you know, this thing under control? How about a PSA that if you're going to go out, wear a mask? Do your part. How about a PSA about those things? That that's uh that that's uh where I'm at with that. So, 
I'm gonna move on because I, I'm I'm feeling a little preachy tonight, and I, I just uh I just wanted to say that I wanted to jump on. I mean, it's still sports, but I wanted to jump into something else, and I I just wanted to be real for a minute. I mean, we always real. That's our tagline: real, raw, live, and unfiltered. And here, Lady C go. Oh, soapbox, Sam. You wait till I finish this live recording. That's your ass, man. So, nah, it ain't so box, Sam. I'm just, I just want to put it out there. We got so much stuff that we can worry about other than this vaccine because, you know, everybody's not going to take it. So that's just it. That's what I'm saying. So much we could worry about. So much. But let's move on to our last topic. Now, last night we had uh, the battle of the GOAT. Versus the young goat because I think she's going to be great. Uh, she keeps on this uh, path, and I'm talking about Naomi Osaka defeating Serena Williams last night at the Australian Open in straight set six three six four. Um, I'm 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 afraid because Serena is 39, and she's been she won her first title in 2000 i believe is it 99 or 2000 let me get that right but people are saying this may have been the end and the man of the hour checks in serena got a little time left in the game i don't know bro i don't know because serena she goes away for a little bit and then she comes back and she reinvents herself and she gets stronger. You know, and one thing I we talk, I talk about all the time about slander and what slander I don't stand for. I don't stand for Serena Williams slander. No, sir. No, 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 sir. No, sir. No, no. I will take you to Suplex City with Serena Williams slander. I don't stand. No, no. You can't talk about her. You can't talk about Venus. You can't talk about Andre Agassi, Roger Federer. Um. When it comes to tennis, it's a lot of people that I don't nah, I don't play that. No. But Serena has been number one on several occasions. First time was in July of 2002. Uh, she held the ranking for 186 weeks, tying a record set by Steffi Graf. But Serena is 39. She'll be 40 this year. As a matter of fact, she turns 40 two weeks before me. Um, here's the problem. I don't see Serena walking away from the game. I see her taking a break and then, you know, coming back, playing a couple majors and destroying the competition. I see her going past 40 and she's made, uh, over $93 million, $93 million, $600. $34,967. And that's just prize money. First all-time in the rankings. She has 73 career titles, which is fifth all-time. All, all Her current ranking is number 11 in the world. Her record, 851 and 147. 85.3% winning average. Uh, Grand Slam. She's won the Australian Open. 
One, two, three, four. That's six, seven times. French Open, three times. Seven times winning in Wimbledon. Uh, she won the U.S. Open six times. Olympic gold medal in 2012. I mean, damn. Then not to mention the doubles time that she got with her sister. They are 190 and 34. 23 career titles. In, the, in doubles. I mean, she's she's dominant, granted, but I can't say that she's got a little time left. I think she's just an absolute, excuse me, beast. I, I just, ah, oh, man, I, I guess, I guess this is me being selfish. That's what it is. So, Delonte, you may be right, sir. I guess I'm being selfish because I've watched Venus since she turned Venus turned pro my eighth grade year, which was 94, 95. So I've watched Venus since I was 13, 12, 13. I've been watching Serena. What? She turned pro in 99 since I was 17. I just, I guess it's being selfish and you wanting to see someone hold on and keep going. Do I think she has more left in the tank? Yeah. But I think she'll just take time away from the game and come back. I, I'll just, I don't think it's a retirement. I think it's just a, a little time away from the game. But, uh, I'm I'm just sitting here looking and I'm thinking to myself the other side of that of come you know taking time away and coming back think about the stars that held on too long cuz you also got to factor that in too even though she's only 39 she's only 39 in excellent shape still vicious and I just I think about this. I think about her, but then also I think about the stars that hold on too long. A lot of people say MJ held on too long, but MJ was still tops. He was still one of the best players in the NBA when he played with the Wizards. He was just on a bad team. And, you know, that first season, he was averaging, what, 27 points a game, 28, until his knees gave out. Yeah, I realized he had a couple year layoff he you know didn't play 99 uh 2000 oh, oh i'm sorry 2000 2001 is when he came back so what was that two seasons he missed the lockout season and the following season so but he was still tops when he played um a lot of people say joe montana held on too long those uh two years in kansas city was just too much. Joe Montana should have retired when he was with the 49ers. But Joe Montana had 93. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He took, uh, what was that, 94? He took uh, Kansas City to the AFC Championship game. But everybody says he held on too long. I mean, are they going to say the same thing about LeBron? Are they going to say he he's holding on too long? But LeBron is still, in my opinion, 
the best player in the league right now. So I, I just, ah, man, looking at everything that Serena has done, everything that she's done, I just hope it's not the end. Not like this. Not like this. I'm not saying, you know, the loss to Naomi Osaka last night, you know, was a bad way to go out. I think it was kind of sort of uh, more of passing a torch. But I'm, I'm, I didn't think I was going to get emotional behind it. Thank you, Delonte. Appreciate that. Now I'm, I'm kind of emotional behind it. <laughs> and I'm trying to get my emotions in check and, and, and try to put forth something thoughtful. But I don't want it to be the end, man. Not like this. Not like this. You want to see greats go out on the top. And, you know, seeing... Jerome Bettis go out on the top as uh, a Super Bowl champion. And, you know, Jerome Bettis, Notre Dame, um, of course, so, you know, instant love right there for me. And he, the bus stopped in Detroit for the final time. Uh, that was great. That was great. And just how everybody, the season before, when everybody came out of the end of the year meetings in tears because they thought that was the end for him, shows how how, how much he was loved. I want to see my favorites go out on top. And Lady C chimed in, it's not the end. She's going to take a little time, nurse her injury, and come back. I swear I hope that's how it goes. I hope that's how it goes. No doubt in my mind. Now she may not be able to beat Naomi because Naomi has studied her every move since childhood. Shit. Yeah. When you look up to somebody and that, it brings me back to the whole uh, Kobe Mike thing. And I used to get mad because I, I knew Kobe Bryant was a, a beast, but he took a lot of MJ's moves and he replicated them and he made them his own and he talked to mj about it and i remember mj would would joke matter of fact i think it was the uh the interview for nba 2k11 and they asked him who he could beat one-on-one he started naming players he could beat one-on-one and he said uh only player i can't beat one-on-one is kobe bryant because he stole all my moves and i would i found that absolutely hilarious because I was like, yeah. And then we would do all-time great teams, and everybody say, well, I'm going to get Kobe. And I was like, I can get Jordan, and Jordan and Kobe going to cancel each other out because it's almost the same move package. But I think that's what you're going to get with Naomi and, and Serena. It's going to be the same move package, but Naomi, if she stays healthy, keeps on this course, she's going to be – the next goat, but she's got challengers and, and Coco is right behind her. 
So, you know, she's going to have challenges. So, uh, Delonte, I see you just joined back into the live studio. I, I don't know if you heard me, but you got me talking about Serena, man, and I, I got uh, a little emotional there. I had to get my words together. So, I, I just... uh. I, I, I didn't I didn't know where to go with that because I don't want it to be over. But only time will tell. So um gonna wrap this thing up. We already have 56 minutes and I've been on my soapbox rambling. Um I just I want everybody that's uh that's in the southern states, Texas, Louisiana. Uh, everybody's getting hit with freezing temperatures. You're not used to it. Um, anybody that that's able to get to somebody, you know, let's start trying to be human beings to one another. If you can, and you know you can get in and out of the state of Texas, wherever they have blackouts, and you can get some family members out, get them out. I get it. Y'all not used to it. Y'all don't have snow plows. I, you know, we kind of scoff at uh, things like that here in the DMV because we've been through blizzards. And those of us that are old enough, we remember the blizzard of 87. And even older people remember the blizzard of 78. But I remember the blizzard of 87. I remember the blizzard of 96. I remember the two blizzards we had back to back in 2010. Blizzards in 2015 and 2016. You know, I remember those. Remember those vividly. Uh, then, you know, some of us grew up in different conditions. So we know what it's like to not have gas. We know what it's like to not have water for a little while. We know what it's like to not have lights. We know what it's like, like to not have all three. So we can't look down our nose at people that have never experienced that. But instead of looking down our nose, some of us have been reaching out to those people because they're going through it right now and, you know, trying to help, lend a helping hand how you can, you know, get through it. It's easy. Just we we, we got to uh, try to help our fellow men and women in those southern states that are not used to going through this. And Lady C chimed in. We got field plows, tractors and a couple of bobcats. We ain't going to make it. Oh, Y'all gonna make it. Because, I mean, you got a bobcat. There's your plow right there. You put that, that cup down and let that thing scoop that ice up and just you make a way. It's gonna take a little bit longer, but you make a way. That's it. Because that's all they use in the neighborhoods out in uh, Pikesville and things like that because the snow plow's too big to get in there. So they, they got a bobcat and they just go take that thing down that street, go up one side, come down the other. It takes a minute. Not when them tires spinning in place. Bobcats tires spin in place when it's dry. <laughs> so, but yeah, you, that's what you got to put. You know, if you don't, y'all don't have sand. Y'all don't have salt. But uh, kitty litter. Kitty litter is something that works just as well as sand and salt. So go get some kitty litter. Uh, if you can't find sand, sand works well. Kitty litter. Um, What else? It's, it's a n number of things you can use 
to get through ice, you know, at least to get out the driveway. And if a whole neighborhood works together, everybody goes and buys two, three bags of kitty litter and just puts it down the street, you can actually get going. But just because you got four-wheel drive don't mean you're not going to slip and slide. It just means you might not get stuck. But four-wheel drive don't mean a damn thing if you can't drive. So please, stay off the roads. If you're not experiencing it, please stay off the roads, Texas. Uh, don't turn your vehicles on. If you have a garage, open the garage and then turn the vehicle on and let it run and warm up. But don't do it with the garage door closed. It's an easy way to kill yourself. So please, 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 please be safe. But that is all the time that I have tonight. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday with the WrestleManiacs. That will be available on YouTube and everywhere you listen to us streaming. So that will be available early Sunday morning. Then uh, from there, we'll see how the week pans out. But until then, I'm the big guy, KG. Thank you, everyone. Delante, Lady C, for joining tonight. Uh, but I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.